0: From Bakery Business Academy, welcome to the Kitchen Notes Podcast, a show for bakers and food entrepreneurs who want to build profitable bakery businesses that make an impact in their communities. We're your hosts, Meg and Molly Sveck. One of the most valuable 30 to 60 minutes of my entire month is when we sit down to do our end of the month financial review. After doing this activity for Years, years and years. Molly and I have this down to a science. We know just how to read our financial reports. We know just what the numbers should look like when we look at these reports. And we know just what conversations to have when the numbers don't look how we expect them to. We use this 30 minutes to reflect on how the business is doing, to sort of gut check where we're currently at. And put together a plan for anything we need to change or tweak based on what we're seeing in the financial numbers every single month. It's super refreshing and it provides an incredible amount of clarity and focus for us and for our team. Even when the numbers don't look as strong as I'd like because we all have slow months or bumps in the road on our business journey, I still love this meeting because it helps us put together a strong game plan based in facts. It's based on data. So what exactly goes into this end-of-the-month financial review? What are we reviewing exactly? How do we prepare for the meeting? What do we talk about once we sit down? So let's get into it. I thought this would be valuable for you guys to understand how Molly and I conduct this meeting every month, And I want to encourage you to start making the time to do this on a monthly basis for your own business. A lot of us don't look at these numbers until the end of the year. That is what we used to do. We used to look at our profit and loss statement basically annually when we would do our taxes. I had to put together the profit and loss statement for the year. And that's when we would take a look back. That's not often enough to be looking at your numbers. There are some folks that I work with in our program who never log into their bank account, let alone review the profit and loss statement or the income statement every single month. It's really, really important that if you are running a business where you're making money, even if it's not a lot of money, that you get into the good financial habit of sitting down and reviewing your business performance financially every single month. So I hope this episode sets you down a path for understanding what you should be looking at every month and how to sort of start framing this discussion for yourself. Now, just to take a step back, I am not a financial advisor, but I have worked with lots of financial professionals over the years. How we currently conduct our monthly financial review is sort of the culmination of years doing this with financial professionals and advisors who taught us these skills. We've learned a lot about what we like and that what we dislike and what works for us because we've done this a lot and we've practiced. The more you practice this, the better you'll get at it too. Make time for this activity every month. It is one of the most important 30 minutes you can spend and it will be worth it, I promise. And it doesn't have to be painful. Make yourself a fancy cup of coffee when you do this or do it on a Friday afternoon and have a nice glass of wine and sit down and do this with your business partner or by yourself if you are working by yourself. It doesn't have to be a chore. I promise it can be exciting. And once the numbers start looking good, then it really starts getting exciting and fun. So when you sit down for your monthly financial review, What are we reviewing exactly? What are you supposed to be looking at? So when I talk about the monthly financial review, the document Molly and I spend the most time with during this meeting is our profit and loss statement, also sometimes called the income statement. I often abbreviate this as the P and L, profit and loss statement. We're reviewing this document in detail. We're going line by line through the document and making sure we understand What exactly, where exactly we earned money and where exactly we spent money. We also go over our balance sheet, usually in less detail because we have a fairly simple business model. We don't have terms with many of our vendors and those we do have terms with. They're fairly short, seven to 14 day terms. We don't have a lot of accounts payable or receivable that we carry over on a month to month basis. We don't have wholesale anymore, so the balance sheet. And we don't have a lot of business debt or large expenditures. So we don't spend a ton of time with the balance sheet. I do glance through it for a couple of minutes every month. But the bulk of the time we are spending on the profit and loss statement or the income statement when we sit down for this meeting. So if you don't know what a profit and loss statement is, a quick 10,000 view summary. It's basically a financial document that tells the story of what's happening with your money, how much money you made and what sources that income came from oftentimes will be on that document. For example, if you have a retail storefront and a wholesale business and you also offer some kind of service, maybe classes or something like that, then those different revenue streams should be represented on your profit and loss statement. So it's a financial document that tells the story of what's happening with your money. How much money you made, where you made that money, how much money you spent and what you spent it on. And then, of course, it also tells you all the way at the bottom how much money you have left over, how much profit you earned, how much money is in the bank. So that is what a profit and loss statement is. It tells you a lot of detailed information about what's going on with your money. So how do we prepare for our financial review meeting? What do we need available to us when we sit down to have this really important conversation? Obviously, your P&L statement must be available for this meeting. So either you or someone you designate must prepare it in advance. So we are really fortunate at this stage in our business to be able to hire a bookkeeper So every single month, our wonderful bookkeeper Dahlia prepares our and her team prepare our profit and loss statement and send it over to us in an email and we receive the document and download it and then we have our meeting. If you are not yet at the stage where you're working with a bookkeeper, then you will obviously have to prepare this document for yourself. So if you are in our finance fundamentals course, there's a profit and loss template right inside that course that you can download to get started. A lot of folks also use professional accounting software like QuickBooks or Xero or something like that. I really recommend QuickBooks if you are at the stage where you feel ready to be using an accounting software. QuickBooks is the one I would recommend using. You can easily generate a profit and loss statement right inside of QuickBooks if you are categorizing your expenses every month. So, make sure you have your profit and loss statement ready and available for you to sit down and go through for your financial review meeting. So what are we talking about when we sit down? We have our P&L statement all ready to go. We're sitting down to look through it. So what are we actually asking? There's five questions that I think are really important to go over when you're doing your P&L meeting. So here's the questions that Molly and I discuss every single month. Number one, we talk about, did we hit our sales goals? Every month we have revenue numbers that we project that we are going to hit. So the first question we ask is, did we hit those goals? Is the breakdown of the different revenue streams in our business what we expected to see? If it is, great. Kind of celebrate a win. If it's not what we expected, we'll often talk about why that is, anything unexpected that came up. Maybe there was some unexpected slowdown of the business. Maybe we missed something. Maybe we weren't able to execute on a sale that we planned or something like that. So we're asking ourselves, did we hit our revenue goal? Why or why not? And is there any corrective action we need to take from there? The second question we talk through is how much of our revenue was from non-pastry income? So obviously, we are a bakery. Our primary revenue driver, like 90% of our revenue comes currently from the baked goods that we sell. But we also sell other things, wine, gifts. We have a big retail section that we're working on growing. And we have different goals around these different like subsections of our business. So we break down of the revenue that did come in how much of it went to these special categories that we are tracking separately. So for us, that's liquor sales, it's gift and retail. And then I also like to look at the special order volume um, and the volume of orders that was placed online in addition to the volume that we're doing in person at the store. So how much of your revenue was from non-pastry income? That's a little bit specific to Molly and I, but I thought I'd call it out because You can really use this meeting for anything you want. It's your financial review meeting. So if you have particular goals in your business around sectors of your business you're trying to grow or things you're trying to work on, it would make sense to put that as an agenda item during your financial review so that you can track progress and be looking at those numbers every single month. The third question we're always asking ourselves during this meeting is what percentage of our revenue went towards cost of goods sold, labor, and overhead. So we have four main buckets that we have percentage-based budgets for. Our COGS budget is 30%. So that means we want to spend at or below 30% of our revenue on producing our products. So this is things like ingredients, paper packaging supplies, anything that goes into The physical production of our product, we categorize in the cost of goods sold bucket. So we're shooting for that to be at or below 30%. We look at our labor, we're shooting to spend no more than 40% of our revenue on labor, which has been a particular challenge in 2022 for a variety of reasons, but we keep a close eye on the labor budget. Then we look at our overhead. So we're looking to spend no more than 20% of our overall revenue on overhead. So that includes things like our rent, our utilities, any kind of marketing expenses, professional services. So when I say we pay Dahlia to work with her as in a bookkeeping capacity, that comes out of our overhead bucket. So And then if we're hitting all of those numbers, then ideally 10% of our revenue is set aside for profit. So those are the four buckets, COGS, labor, overhead, profit. And we're looking at those as a percentage of revenue and trying to see if we stayed on budget. If we did, great. We talk about what we did well, what we should keep doing. If we didn't hit stay on budget in a certain category, we obviously dig in deeper to talk about why it was a miss. Was it something that was within our control to change? And if so, how are we going to adjust and make sure it doesn't happen again or plan for anything that we can plan for. If it was something that was outside of our control, we try to at least have an understanding of why something happened and if there's anything we can do to change that in the future or at least plan for it. So we're talking about for all of these items, we're going line by line through each expenditure and trying to understand if it was in support of our goals or not. The next, the fourth thing we ask ourselves is, did we post a profit? So I talked about this a little bit with our budget buckets, but it's always important to understand if you posted a profit, if it was as much profit as you expected. And then you can also use this meeting if you'd like to talk about what you're going to do with your profit. If you need to make that decision with a business partner, or you can split that out into a separate meeting. Molly and I are pretty much on the same page about What we do with our profits when we do post a profit, much of it's going being reinvested back into the business or it's going to pay off long-term business debt, like equipment purchases and things like that that we've made over the years. The last question we cover during our financial review meeting is if there were any unexpected expenses we have to pay for. So from time to time, something will come up that was just really out of left field that we didn't see coming. For example, this happens sometimes if there's a lot of turnover that we didn't expect and our labor budget will go up because we were training. Or for example, we had a refrigerator go down recently and we had to pay for a fairly expensive $1,000 refrigerator repair. So if there's anything unexpected, we usually try to just acknowledge it in this meeting just to say, you know, this happened, it was unexpected, here's where the cash came from to cover it. And that's pretty much it. We almost always have action items coming out of the meeting, including follow-ups. We recently started using a tool called Asana to help us manage longer-term projects and tasks. So I will go ahead and create any action items, tasks, or projects right in Asana during the financial review meeting or right after it. I'll assign owners to these tasks with due dates so that we can stay on track and check in on things when... We say that we're going to. The more disciplined we are with doing our monthly financial review, the more aligned Molly and I are on how the business is doing. And as business partners running a growing business with a lot of moving parts, this is extremely important. This is something that's evolved for us over the years. You know, when we first started doing this, we used our bank statements to have these conversations. We weren't yet creating monthly P&L statements. Like I was saying, we didn't do that when we first opened the business. We had a P&L that we created annually and then we went to quarterly before we finally went to monthly. But every little improvement to this process has been a small turn of the crank toward running a more financially healthy business. And even when money is tight, Or even when we're not hitting our financial goals, hello, we're in the middle of a recession dealing with inflation, this meeting and this exercise helps us to stay aligned. And that alone helps reduce stress and keep us all firing in the same direction. Even more important when money is tight because you have less wiggle room for mistakes and confusion and less room for your team to not be on the same page really important, especially when money is tight, that everyone's firing in the same direction, everyone's on the same page. And this is a really important tool that can help you achieve that. So will you try conducting a month-end financial review for your business? Is this something you already do? And if you do already do this, first of all, snaps to you, great job. But is there anything you can do to improve the process to make it even better? definitely encourage you to get this one on your list. A monthly financial review is going to be a game changer for your business. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Kitchen Notes. We hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform so that you can listen in again next week. And if you appreciated the show, jump over to iTunes and give us a rating or review. It really helps make it possible for us to continue sharing helpful bakery content with you all. And for more information about starting and running a profitable bakery business, visit bakerybusinessacademy.com. Talk to you next week.